the hip hop, the hip it, the hip it, or the hip hip hop. Now don't stop the rocket or the bam bam boogie, the up chuck, the boogie, the boogie to the rhythm. It's the beat, Jordan. Nice, Jordan. Matt nice. Eichhorn, uh, Jordan Flegel. Yeah, we're kicking it old school. Uh, thanks for the Sugar Hill Gang for stopping by. Uh, yes. Didn't know they lived in my condo, but you know that's always a plus when you you have local celebrities like that. Yeah, it's cool. Um, you, uh, you, 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 as you famously and uh, said mul- multiple times already on the podcast, you and Drake are our homeboys. Uh, yes. as we've uh, we've discovered uh, the the Quickie Mart boys. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Jordan, any other uh, experiences celebrities in your life? Because I feel like I'm pretty I'm pretty boring. I don't think I've really ever had any uh, celebrity encounters that I can think of. Oh, yeah. Honestly, me neither. Uh. One time, my mom, I, I don't know how many of our listeners will, will get this, this this reference to who these people are, but my mom was really into country music, so we went to a Tim McGraw concert and sat really close. Tim McGraw. He came and uh, dapped me up uh, as he was walking down the stage. So uh, I was like seven, so that was uh, that was something. Um, Jeez, otherwise, man. Otherwise, me neither, I'm pretty boring. What, what was that? You wear a cowboy hat. Yeah, no, I, I should have. I should have. I, I didn't look very cowboy. I probably stuck out. That's probably why he came up to me. But, True. Uh, I think you could probably pull off like a Woody the Cowboy look if you really wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'm I'm a sheep classic. boy um, right True. now. Yeah. So True. I, I need some Cla- sort of hat. A classic um, all-American boy. <laughs> but uh, no, Matt, I'm pretty boring too. I'm, I'm hoping the the later half of my life, uh, you know, I get mm-hmm. to meet, meet some celebrities uh, at some point when, when we inevitably get famous. Um, yeah, of course. Which is, I, I mean, mean, we are right now. I'm just, you know. Yeah, the clock's ticking away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think my biggest fear, and I, I, I'm sure other people have it. If not, I don't really, I don't care if I'm, I'm weird <laughs> for this. But I, I, even celebrities that I know, like I, like Snoop Dogg, like you would be able to recognize Snoop Dogg, like bang, <laughs> right then and there. But I don't, I don't think, I, I honestly do think that I would, I would be like, nah, that's not him. Or I, or I just wouldn't even notice at all. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I w- it would just be one of those times where I just walk right by them. Like, I, I seriously do think that I've probably been near people. Like, like I know people are like, oh yeah, I saw from fucking two miles, uh, two miles down and uh, around the corner uh, from uh, my hotel, I saw LeBron <laughs> James. It's like, really? I'm like, ah, I would have not, I would have not noticed that at all. Um, but you know what? It is what it is. Uh, fuck celebrities. They're they're overrated anyways. Yeah. Um, big dog ball talk. Bad acorn with Jordan Flegel and uh, you know NBA playoffs. Uh, we're still rolling strong. Uh, no games on Thursday. Uh, to to my uh, you know surprise. Yeah. Because uh, I, I again I just I, I I I thought that was kind of weird since you know the Celtics and Bucks uh, as well as the Warriors and Grizzlies played on uh, you know Tuesday. I don't yeah. really. I didn't really get why we were doing the this. Like they're not playing till tomorrow. As of recorded this Friday, they're not playing yeah, till Saturday. Yeah, huge. So huge yeah, kind of a kind of weird. But you know, it is what it is. I think the first round there was some weird scheduling. The Celtics kind of they get a lot of rest, man. Yeah, like they got the, that that net series was the like obviously it ended up being a sweep, but that one was really blocked up. Like they had like two day rests between yeah, each game. Yeah, and so. everyone else had one. Yeah, it was weird. I think they had. They, I don't even know. I, I think when the Raptors had played Game Three, they had only played one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. I'm remembering right, uh, I think you're right. But whatever. That's the NBA schedule. Is I, I, it's all it's all a conspiracy uh, at Definitely. the end of the day. Uh, but you know what? Let's let's start out with the Bucks and the Celtics. Because uh, you know what? Uh, I, I I said it on our, uh, our 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 last podcast when we were talking about. Uh, the Celtics Bucks series. I said Jalen Brown really, really needed to step up if they yep. wanted to have any chance of uh, of winning this one. Uh, and of course, what does he do? He comes out with a a, a stellar star performance uh, right after that. 
Uh, maybe I motivated him. I don't know. Maybe you did. Uh, so, <laughs> someone got to him, obviously. But uh, and you know, th- this was the game to do it since Jason Tatum was uh, not really himself. Probably his first, uh, you know, subpar performance in the playoffs. You know, still providing a, a spark on defense. Still played but, well though, which yeah. speaks to who he is now. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I, I'm 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 definitely you know I, I'm I was happy to see Jalen step up, and then also you know Al Horford and Grant Williams. Uh, you know, Emig definitely went back uh, after that game. Took out the uh, the old uh, the you know the old clipboard and uh, chalkboard, whatever you know he maybe the white whiteboard and a magic eraser. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but you know he figured out. Oh yeah, the the wall kind of works against Giannis. Yeah. Uh, you know Al Horford and Grant Williams really did a good job. You know throwing their weight around and uh, not making it easy for Giannis to get in there because again as we we talked about with with no Chris Middleton, uh, this really is a uh, a tough tough series for Giannis potentially if they can really clue in on him. Yeah, yeah. And man, like Grant Williams uh, did incredibly well, uh, both ends of the ball, but, you know, most impressive guarding Giannis for a lot of that game. It's crazy. Even out there, just uh, like uh, compared to normal uh, other NBA forwards, Grant Williams looks like he's like 5'10 to me. He looks so short, like he's super stocky, um, like. He's obviously really, really strong, and he can move his feet. Uh, but uh, especially compared to Giannis, like he looks tiny, uh, and the fact mm-hmm. that he was able to deal with him so well uh, just speaks to how smart he is as a defender. I love Grant Williams. I loved watching him back at Tennessee when him and Admiral Schofield were doing crazy shit. And Grant Williams, when he was that collegiate player, he was he was like he was kind of like a, a mini like Al Horford or like Marcus Saul, mm-hmm. like one of those bigs that could do all these little things, like an amazing passer, like a guy who really thought the game, uh, was one of the smartest defenders, like positionally, um, and could shoot it a little bit too. And so I'm I'm glad he's kind of found a home here uh, off the Celtics bench um, at a place that really values his skill set. And like just the, the job he did on Giannis just was phenomenal. Like just bothering him, getting mm-hmm. his body, uh, you know, b- b- between Giannis and the rim, um, just kind of getting into his space and in, in Giannis's lower body, just making him uncomfortable. Like Giannis is always going to put up his stats. He still had, uh, you know, by most NBA player standards, an, an amazing game, like 28, 9, and 7. Um, but he shot 11 for 20, 27. Like they, the Celtics yeah. were able to coax him into taking a lot of shots uh, and, you know, sort of mid-range shots that they kind of let him have. Like I think they did... Uh, a better job this game of saying, okay, Giannis, go one-on-one uh, and take, take the, the Celtics coaxed him into taking the shots that they wanted him to take a little bit. And then they would hard double sometimes. Like they, they did a really good job of kind of switching up the coverages on him. Um, and it was a, just a, a team effort. Like it always is with the Boston defense without Marcus smart, without the defensive player of the year, yep. which is crazy. Yep. The true defensive player of the year, Al Horford uh, is out there <laughs> still putting in work. Um, and so, yeah, and and the the exact thing that we talked about uh, when we uh, after game one that Tatum and Brown needed to play like stars for for Boston to to win. Um, that's exactly what they did. And even though Tatum did have not like the typical you know Tatum takeover game, he still shot uh, the ball really efficiently, like ten for twenty, and five for ten. Only missed one free throw, like uh, and and finished with 20, 29 points and eight assists. Like he he had his sort of distributor bag going as well, um, you know, helping a lot of these other guys hit shots. Um, and then you know Jalen Brown right from the tip, uh, you know, uh, made freaking Grayson Allen touch earth. Uh, it was, yep, was hitting yep. his uh, kind of step back mid range shots. Uh, you know, hitting threes. It was it was a, a master class uh, from him and. Uh, like I, I was just so impressed by what he was able to do. That's exactly what they needed from him. Um, and 
you know, uh, like I said too, Grant Williams, 21 off the bench was a real like boost, but the, the Celtics were able to win this game. You know, Horford doesn't need to go off. Derek White literally didn't score a single point. Uh, and, and Robert Williams only had 10. Like, as long as Tatum and Brown can, you know, solidly get, you know, 25 to, to 30 or more, um, I think that plus the Celtics defense, uh, you know, can can win them uh, enough games in this series to move on. And, and I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and and also, you know, you look at the Bucks, uh on their side of the ball, I mean, Nobody really was there to help uh, no. Giannis, you know. Uh, you know, Robin. Robin needs his Batman, as yep. uh, Big Perk would say. <laughs> um, but but you look at the bench production. I mean, only one player over uh, over uh, double digits in points, uh, yep. and that that was Pat Connington, who you know shot the ball pretty well. Um, but you know, Grayson Allen. That was a that was a pretty rough game, pretty rough showing for a guy that gets as much minutes as him, and uh, yep. you know, they really relied on him uh, in that first round too. You know, he had some uh, some pretty spectacular performances there. Um, I, I you know there's there's quite a few guys like on that bench like I I, I always think of the Bucks as such a deep team and I think they that there is truth to that uh but but you kind of look at not them, like they used they're to not, be though. they're not yeah they're definitely not like Javon Carter no like I'll do respect to him man but like like he shouldn't be playing like 20 minutes off the no. bench like that's a that's a pretty yeah. absurd amount for him like. Uh, and and then the guy like Serge Ibaka, like I'm not really sure what's going on there. Like you know, he, he not that they really need the the big presence there since they got Brook Lopez and Bobby Portis kind of rotating through with Giannis. Yeah. Uh, but I I I, I just am confused of some of the the cho- the choices that Boonholzer uh, you know wants uh, yeah. out there or like at, at certain personnel, so especially against a team like the Celtics that uh, you know you kind of want to have your strongest like physically imposing guys on the floor because they're 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 gonna you know punch you in the mouth any chance they can get. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, you can have a a guy like Derek White uh, on a mismatch. That that's a huge get for you when he's playing heavy minutes. You know, playing out of like abo- out and above his role uh, yeah. that he usually would. And he had a horrible game. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he facilitated a little bit, but I mean, uh, you shoot over six. That's uh, that's me at the uh, at my pickup run. Yeah. Uh, yes. But I when you're being guarded day, by me, yes. <laughs> no. Then then I'm then I'm Michael <laughs> Jordan. Um, no, it's it's been a uh, yeah, it's been a great series so far, and like to look to game three, you know, it's going to be the first game uh, in Milwaukee now. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm interested to see. Obviously, I think the crowd is really going to get to them. Uh, I think that uh, the Celtics though are are a tough nosed team. I don't think that they're going to get too phased by that. But uh, I I really don't see Giannis allowing them to lose in this one. I think that this is going to be one where he's going to have to try and put the team on his back. But uh, at, at the same time. As much as I think that that's kind of the, how the flow of the game is going to go, uh, I think that this is kind of what they, they've seen is Giannis can't do it all by himself. Uh, you know, Drew Holiday kind of came back to earth a little bit in this one too. Uh, still a good game for him. Like he's really been impressive. Uh, you know, even though this, the series is only in two games, but um, you know, he he's I think he's been one one of like the top three players in the series at times. Uh, yep. So I, th- I think, you know, if he can get another, you know, 22 plus point performances, get a couple dimes and steals here, like uh, it, it, it'll be it'll be a good series regardless. Um, but th- again, this is going to be huge, huge for the Bucks to get because if they can get, uh, you know, uh, game three here, then they'll be poised and they'll be positioned to have a, a pretty good uh, chance to win game four as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think I think Milwaukee is, is still sort of fine, generally speaking. I think there's some some things that they can do going forward. Like obviously, um, you know, it was such a big uh, kind of statement win by Boston in Game Two, um, and I I think they feel like they've got a lot of the momentum. But like, it, I I think Giannis has another gear he can get to scoring the ball, and yeah, 
again, when, when he's hitting a few more of like the tougher shots uh, that he makes uh, or, or that he takes, I should say, like some of those kind of like baseline turnaround fadeaways, little jump hooks and stuff that this, like, like I said, the Celtics were kind of letting him take. Uh, if, if he has a game where he's hitting those and then the Celtics are forced to kind of adjust a little bit and throw extra help at him more, uh, then it, you know it's so much easier for guys like Allen and Connaughton and, and their other mm-hmm. shooters to, to go off. Like it all starts with uh, the attention Giannis gets. Like no one else is is like unfortunately for the Bucks right now, no one else is uh, able to do anything that isn't initiated by Giannis. So it's, yeah, it's all going to come down to what Giannis does. He doesn't necessarily have to you know go off like crazy to to win uh, for for the Bucks to win. That would certainly help, um, but. It's just he he needs to be able to draw some of that Celtics attention, and so I I I think it'll just be about yeah what what kind of coverages the the, the Bucks can make the Celtics commit to to Giannis to to open it up for the rest of these guys and and you're right Drew Holiday has to be more aggressive I think like he, he shot the ball 20 times he, he did not shoot it very well at all um, and you know that's a big part of why they lost in game two but he's just got to be flat out better and. As the only other guy who can sort of go and get his own shot, uh, he's got to be ruthless and attack any mismatch he gets at any point, uh, you know, during yeah. during any of these coming games. Um, like if it's Derek White, uh, if it's Pritchard, wh- whoever it is, he, he's got to, you know, have, he's got to see red anytime he can, you know, get to the basket. Um, mm-hmm. And... And I, I think even for for Milwaukee, maybe the the roadmap going forward too is a you know a defensive minded game plan too because the we we saw it in in game one like even if Tatum goes off if Jalen Brown has a bad game Boston's can can defend the hell out of Giannis all they want they're gonna have uh, trouble putting enough points on the board uh, to to win the game ultimately so like maybe maybe you put Giannis on Tatum more like try and mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. really neutralize him from the beginning and and you know uh, take away all the good things that he does um, you you can throw Holiday on on Jalen Brown like just try as hard as you can if you're bud i know i know it'll take a lot of energy away from their their two offensive weapons but to to neutralize the, that two-headed snake of boston uh might be the best thing to do uh to you know sort of muck the game up keep it low scoring and hope Giannis can you know carry you uh o- over the finish line at the end because he's still one of them you know when we talk about motor and and energy he, he's still one of the the uh sort of most energetic guys in the league you, you can you, he can do a lot a lot of things and exert a lot of energy and still have uh, enough, you know, gas in the tank at the end of games more more than a lot of other stars in the league. So, um, yeah, for sure. I, I think I think there's stuff Milwaukee can do, but uh, I I don't know. Boston does look, you know, you can't help but feel good about them uh, going into Game Three as well. They are a good road team, um, and I, I don't know. I I, I think Game Three is going to be a big one though. It's going to be you know tied one one. I think whoever wins this Game Three. Um, is going to be, like you said, positioned really well going forward uh, and will more than likely win the series, honestly. It's a pivotal game, Jordan. It pivotal. is. Uh, as I like to say, pivotal. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I think yeah, it's really going to come back uh, down to the depth for me uh, in this one. Whoever uh, you know wants to be that unsung hero, have yep. their Kelly Olynyk game. Uh, we'll we'll see who gets it. Uh, but uh, as we'll uh, check back in on Monday after uh, we've seen the game three go down, we'll uh, we'll discuss then. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a slugfest in this one. Uh, this this game three, yeah. so uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, 
to uh, move our focus here now to the other series uh, that will be uh, playing their game three on Saturday night, uh, the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Uh, <clears throat> man, yeah, we we kind of we kind of I, I would actually like I think that we've been pretty much like spot on with how the series would go. Uh, you know, I think we both. I think I might have said uh, Warriors in four, and you might have said. Did you say four uh, Warriors in five? Or I said Warriors in six. six. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's a little bit. That's a little whack. So maybe I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. <laughs> Boy, di- I'm, we'll gonna discre- I'm, I'm gonna discredit you a little bit here, but <clears throat> I think that the game two win for the Grizzlies was the perfect, you know, uh, demonstration of who they are. For them to beat this Warriors team, John Morant has to be by far and away the best player on the court. He has to go off and have historic performances. Uh, you know, almost getting the fifty piece against the Warriors. Uh, you know, just driving through the lane, whatever he wants. Yeah. He, uh, they were they were really letting him pull up from deep. You know, he was hitting threes at a higher clip than he usually does. Uh, um, I don't think that Jaw has that has two performances like that in him. Like, uh, and I also don't think that the Warriors are going to allow him to have performances like that. Yeah. Uh, in Golden State, I just don't see it happening. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, a much you know much more Warriors ball. Uh, and, and I, I I think that it's it's sad because the, well, this Grizzlies team, you know, we've we've seen their bench and we've seen you know like Jaron Jackson Jr. really step up in this year's. But in general, the, he's the guy that I kind of want to you know point the finger of blame a little bit, even though they're coming off a win here. Uh, like even in that game, you know, I just he his decision making, like he's such a young mental player, which is not a compliment. <laughs> uh, uh, like, cause he's been in the league long enough, and I know this is still like his uh, his playoff, you know, essentially debut. Like, I like barely any experience before that. He makes the dumbest decisions, and I've said this before. And mm-hmm. I just don't, I, I I don't know if it's like uh, if I'm jumping the gun here or what, but I don't know if this is going to be, you know, that 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 uh, that that combination that the Grizzlies are going to want to roll with into the future. Like, uh, yeah. I. I think he like he can spread the floor really well, but I think there would be better you know three and D like power forwards that you could find that aren't uh, you know Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. Um, unless you know you wanted to just fully move him to the center and just like see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but I, I I I even with Jaws you know heroics there in in Memphis, I I don't see this series you know going very well for the Grizzlies here on out. Yeah, yeah. I, I you you said after Game One in Boston, you know missing person's report for Jalen Brown. I want to file one now for Desmond Bain. Where 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 is the oh boy, where is yeah. Bain, man? Like he he was so important for them uh Batman. in all of the the regular season and, and the first round series. Obviously, uh you know, in the first round the Timberwolves, you know, I think we're seeing now why Bain and Brooks and guys like that went off more in the first round series. The Timberwolves are doing everything they can to, you know, shut down Jaw. Um, and you know, as Patrick Beverly tweeted out, uh, you know, Jaw didn't get forty seven in our <laughs> series. So Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They must, stay relevant somehow, right? He's the he's the real DPOY, probably. Yeah. Um yep. but uh Fact. like, yeah, it's it's just kinda I, I it's a great win and Jaw had a, a incredible performance. But when you look at like the box score and, and the stat sheet for everyone else, it's kind of like, ugh, like well, Jesus, uh, Zaire Williams like off the bench, like who he, he's your second leading scorer in this, you know playoff game against the Warriors like uh, in a win too like it's, that's it, the craziest yeah. part yeah yeah and like for me the weirdest thing is like I, I I I as far as I know I'd have to double check but I'm pretty sure like Memphis is shooting more threes and shooting better than the Warriors so far through two games I know J- John Morant has more threes than Steph Curry by one but no one would have expected that you know going into this game like their jaws kind of 
varying his attack. And then, you know, obviously in that fourth quarter, just from the top of the key, you know, running start, goes left, um, freaking gets to the rim uh, almost with ease. Uh, that's the worry, too, if you're Steve Kerr having Jordan Poole out there at the end of that game because uh, Jaw was able to pick on him. Uh, again, made him kind of touch earth with a, with a pretty sweet kind of uh, drive to the left and then spin around, little push shot uh, there towards the end of the game. Like, Jaw was phenomenal uh, at the end of the game, and, and the Warriors just didn't have the the athletes on the perimeter to deal with him. <laughs> Um, but you know, the, the game was still close. Um, and yeah, it, yep. it, it, it was still such a, you know, gut punch. Obviously if you're the Grizzlies, you probably, you're probably thinking as any team would like, Oh, we should be up 2-0 or whatever. But I don't know. I'm more in the camp that the Warriors probably should be up 2-0, um, yeah, yeah. more than that. Like, and, and going back to San Francisco now, I just think the Warriors have another gear. Um, and I, I don't know, like jaw had a, uh, after game one, I, I, with Jaw and Jaron Jackson playing really well together, I, I just didn't think, uh, you know, that either of them had like a, a complete next level to go to. I was wrong about Jaw, but like Jaron Jackson just plummets back down to earth, like 12 points. Um, and so I, I just don't see how everyone else can, uh, all these other role players on Memphis can go into to Golden State and, and really uh, put on, you know, or have a great performance. Like, I just don't see it. I think yeah, maybe yeah. Jaw can go off again because uh, uh, he, he clearly takes advantage of this Warriors matchup, always plays really well against them, uh, going back to the, you know, play-in last year. Um, but just these other guys, the the, the young Grizzlies, are too inconsistent. They're, they're, they're just, I, I I can't put any faith in, in the rest of these guys. Um, and, and I think that's a worry because, like, I'm I'm more confident that that Clay Thompson is going to bounce back from a 12 point Oof. performance oh, than I, I am. I I'm worried about Clay, man. I'm I'm worried about him too. I'm just saying I'm Oof. more confident than I am Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> like I'm more confident in Clay bouncing back. I know That's he looks tough, rough. Yeah, they, he, Clay has looked bad like know, not good like at all it's, and not a yeah, good like defender I, I, anymore. Honestly, like that that's the biggest issue that I have with him. Yeah, like and, and again, like I I. I'm still kind of like, I'm going to give him this whole year as the benefit of the doubt, and then we'll see what happens yeah, at the yeah. beginning of next year. But, I mean, he's on the wrong side of 30. He's not uh, – he definitely doesn't look like the clay of old, and this yeah. was kind of a perfect game to you know show that in uh, you know, condensed form. Uh, and, and he's had his decent games, but, like, it's very far few between. Uh, it's been mostly a bad, bad season for clay, um, And that's horrible to say. I think a lot of people try not to bring it up, but – He's been yeah. bad, and I don't think, like, people keep talking about, you know, and, and you mentioned even yourself here, like, having Jordan Poole uh, out there at, at times in the fourth quarter is tough. You have to. But yeah. maybe you have to have Poole out there, and then you give more minutes to, like, a, a Kaminga or yeah. Wiggins, uh, yeah. you know, one, one of your forwards, and then you take out, obviously Wiggins usually in that lineup as well, uh, you take out Clay. I think at this point that, that probably would have helped them down the stretch because I think Clay really hurt them yeah. uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, like, again, you, you mentioned the shooting percentages. Uh, you know, the Warriors shot 18% from three, only yeah. seven for 38. If you went back to 2016 and told someone that the NBA playoffs, the Warriors would only hit seven threes, 18%. Uh, they would probably be like, oh, so Steph hit seven, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's uh, it's pretty crazy to think that, like, this is the Warriors that we're kind of having to talk about right now. Like, it's sad to think yeah. that, like, the Splash Brothers are kind of slowly fading Every, and away. And it's not here. even just, it's not even just Clay. Like, Clay obviously is the worst of it, but. Even Steph isn't really having his classic Steph performances. Like I, I, I he hasn't nope. looked that good to me. And almost triple doubled. 
Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, still, again, kind of like we talked about with Giannis, even his bad games, you know, the stats still jump out at you. But he, yeah. even Draymond doesn't look 100% to me. Obviously got whacked no. in the freaking eye um, and kind of looked a little bit rattled uh, for parts of that game. Like, there's the three of them. I don't know if it's just the kind of weird Memphis or matchup uh, with Memphis. Like, they, they don't play their best basketball against Memphis for some reason, but... Mm-hmm, All three mm-hmm. of them don't don't look quite right to me. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if that changes going back to Golden State. But, yeah, it's not even just Clay. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, I mean, Draymond, yeah, he, he has he, – I think the, the problem there is they got to get the ball out of his hands on offense. Like, we, we know he's not – like, he's a good, decent facilitator, but you shouldn't be, you know, yeah. relying on your center, essentially. That's, that's what he's playing right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, to be to be diamond guys up here. I think that you need to just let him do his thing on defense and let him just kind of be a pick-and-roll guy for a bit. Uh, you yeah. know, you don't, don't make him the focal point uh, of your of uh, orchestrating your offense, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, before we, we move on here, I mean, we we have to talk about it. Uh, Wiggins dunk of the year. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We don't we don't have to talk about it. Everybody already knows. Uh, already knows that. Uh, that sorry, Brandon Clark. Um, but on Gary a Canadian, Payton, uh, on a fellow Canadian. I know. Canuck. I know. Canuck on Canuck action, man. Uh, but yeah, Gary, Gary Payton, uh, Gary Payton Jr., Gary Payton the second. Yeah, thank you, you. Is there a Gary Payton the third? Um, How do you go from the second to third without? And isn't it just junior? junior? Isn't it just junior? Like the second is know. the junior, right? Well, that's what I, I mean. Know. That's why I'm kind of confused. Like, did all, he skip all I know the is step? he. All I know is he doesn't like the mitten, so we we can't call him the mitten. We gotta uh, <laughs> come up with something else. I, I don't know. We're we're everyone's still workshopping a name, but yeah, mm, Gary Payton how about, second. How about how about the love glove? Uh, yeah, sure. That's sure, good. Man. He's a lover, Sounds not a good. fighter. Um, yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, He's not going to be doing much anything uh, for a couple of weeks after, yeah. uh, you know, there, there's been some debate, you know, uh, whether another Canuck, uh, yeah. Dylan Brooks, uh, made a bit of a dirty play. Definitely not a basketball play. That's what I like to say at my uh, my pickup runs when I make a, <laughs> when I make when I make a lazy foul and I call it on myself and they're like, well, I didn't, maybe I didn't even want the call. I'm like, it wasn't a basketball play. I'll give it to you. Uh, <laughs> and that way I don't have to play defense. You know, suck some air for a minute. Um, yep. But. That was kind of what we saw there. You know, Dylan Brooks kind of chasing him down, uh, bumps him, and this is only three minutes into the game. Yeah. Uh, Gary Payton goes down, and now we know he has a, uh, I believe it's a fractured elbow. Um, yep. which, ugh, yeah, that's got to be that's got to be a rough one to deal with. Um, I, 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 we might not see him technically, depending on how the Warriors go. Like if they can get their way to the finals here, I believe he'd be able to like eligible to return. But that's for a team that doesn't really have the depth <laughs> that they would like. Uh, and I not mean, the defenders like, like the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, he he's such an impact defender. I mean, Damian Lee. I'm sorry, man, but I don't. <laughs> uh, I don't think you're going to be able to replace that. Um, I, I, I again, Kaminga. He's he's a young guy. Like he's athletic and everything. But same thing with him. Like I just don't. I don't know who's going to be able to fill that void. Uh, and then of course, yeah, Dylan Brooks also was suspended for yep. Game Three, so he won't be playing Saturday night. Um, which you know. Not probably that big of a loss since he also hasn't really yeah, he's been playing, been playing great. great. Uh, I mean, uh, it's it's not uh, it's not anything to to scoff at, I guess. But uh, you know, regardless, I mean, do you th- how, how do you think this is going to impact the Warriors uh, for the, the I mean for the rest of the series? Well, I think you saw the impact of of Gary Payton the second leaving the game early in this game. I don't know if Memphis wins because. You stick him on John Morant, he makes his life, uh, you know, a lot tougher. Morant yeah. cannot. Uh, I don't think he goes for forty-seven. Maybe he just gets forty. But even so, then the you know the the Warriors edge out a win here. If we you know we just go by the numbers, like I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's 
pretty much the best equipped guy. He's one of the best on, on ball defenders that we have in the league um, and can kind of keep John Morant in front of him a little bit. No one else can really do that on the Warriors. Like, again, we, we have to hearken back. This is this is a, a kind of interesting way of looking at a team where we, we all, we're all kind of, they, they, they still have the three cornerstones. So we're picturing them just being that same team that they were in 2015 and 2016. They do not have the the same defenders. They don't have young Iguodala, uh, or at least you know mid kind of career Iguodala. They don't have mm-hmm. you know Livingston and Clay, who was a, a freaking killer on defense. Like they do not have the the perimeter defense or defenders that they used to have. And you know Gary Payton was their their best one this year, and, and to be missing him uh, you know indefinitely for for the rest of the series just really hurts because now you do have to play Kaminga, I think, a little bit more. Like yeah, any yeah. any more of your athletes that you can, or Otto Porter off the bench, and how many mistakes are, are they going to make, especially, you know, in Kaminga's case, like defensively and, and you know, offensively a little bit sometimes too. He just, he, he doesn't quite know where to be uh, a, a lot of the time and, you know, misses rotations and, and things like that. And, you know, you, you can't afford uh, in, in the playoffs, you know, in a tightly contested game to throw too many guys like that out there for, for too long. So I think this is a really, really bad time to lose a guy like that. And, like, I, while I still think, you know, the Warriors will probably go on to win this series, like, Memphis still does have home court. And, you know, if if John Morant just takes this kind of youthful exuberance and just keeps fucking pounding the ball down the, the center of that Warriors defense, say gets by guys and then maybe gets Dream on Green in foul trouble, uh, like, early in these coming games, like, that's going to be, there's there's a lot of kind of trickle-down consequences of, of Gary Payton not being there. So I, I think this is... This might, you know, if 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 the Grizzlies can take advantage of this, um, this might sort of end up making this series closer than you or I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, when we'll uh, we'll we'll get that again as that that we'll, uh, when that game goes down Saturday, we'll get the full recap on for Monday. Uh, to yep. move on to the 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 Friday night games. Uh, you know, as recording this, it's Friday, baby. Um, oh, yeah. It's I, I we kind of we wanted to start with the other games because you know. Those series have actually been fun. Uh, so let's just get it over with. Uh, Heat 76ers. What a fucking fun series this has been to I, watch. Oh, my God. Oh James my God. Harden sucks. He sucks. Hey, he's Matt, horrible. that's one. He's, he's the third best player on his team. For real. Tobias Harris is better yes. than him right now. He's yes. 100% better than him. He's been arguably the best player with Tyrese Maxey. Both of them. Without Embiid, this team is horrible. They're so bad. They're so like, bad. I, I Danny think the Green MB, shooting the, one for ten. The Joel Embiid MVP case is, uh, you know, climbing back up here after these these first two games uh, because my God, Honestly. like these guys are trash. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's pretty crazy to watch like go down. Like I mean you you got guys like again Matisse Thybul played twenty one minutes and didn't even <laughs> attempt a shot. I know. How I is know. that even possible? I like, don't that know. guy's just out there getting a run in. Uh, like I, I, fork on Corkmaz had to get some minutes. The this game three for eight for him. I don't, I like James Harden. I, I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm always shitting on this guy, but at this point, like it's like, what the fuck do you want? Even what, what do we even do here? Because he's, he's supposed to be again, like a, I arguably like a top ten player, and he's just non-existent. Like you could tell me that he wasn't even playing that game, and I would believe you. I mean, uh, he, he didn't even take like the shots. He, you like we kind of talked about this before. We expected kind of like a Houston James Harden performance where he's yeah. taking like upwards of twenty five shots, like fifteen shots. Uh, I believe, yeah, fifth, six for fifteen. I mean, that's that's not a James Harden. Like he went to the line, who was seven for seven. Like, 
what is going on here? Like, I just don't see any urgency from him. I don't see that desperation. Like, I think that Harden is kind of already, like, packing it up, and he's ready to call it a series and, you know, say, fuck it. Uh, I'm good with my my MVP. I, I don't care if I ever win a ring. Because at this point, it doesn't look like he really cares to win. Yeah, he's he's so annoying. Like, it, it's it's like he he's not going to play hard until it's, like, the perfect situation like for him like he yeah everything needs to be like exactly as he wants it and if if it's not then he he somehow justifies uh himself not playing uh to the standard that we've seen him play to and like yeah even just the shot attempts the way he moves around out there like he doesn't seem like he's 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 trying that hard like he's just kind of going through the motions this whole series feels weird in that way like the the crowd in miami just kind of knows that this isn't really that high stakes uh you know of a first couple games like people kind of showed up late and it was it was there wasn't much energy in that building and i don't even blame them because this series has just been just been like shit it does not feel many many people have said it does not feel even like a playoff series at all um and and yeah like james harden like you you for your legacy, just just for like your people to you know speak well of you after you long after you retired yeah, from yeah. this game, why don't you want to like do a little bit more, try a little bit more, you know, exert yourself exactly. in, in some way? Like it doesn't matter if you lose. That's not why we're like criticizing you really. But you you've taken the you're, you're letting Maxi and, and Harris outshoot you um, when you're a former MVP and a guy they traded their freaking process cornerstone player of Ben Simmons uh, for and and a few other really, you know, good sort of depth rotation players, you know, in Curry and Drummond, like they gave up a lot for you and presumably are yeah, going to yeah. pay you out the freaking wazoo uh, for the next five years. Like, I, 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 this is just, this is so ugly for him. And I told I don't you, man, know he's getting what, the fat suit ready for the, the South Beach. Which is fucking crazy. Like I, he can't go anywhere else. There's no, there's no other place for him to go. No one's gonna, yeah. no one's gonna mm-hmm. be able to talk themselves into it. Like this is becoming a, a Russell Westbrook situation. Uh, you know, right before our eyes. And like the, I know you know the James Harden Joel Embiid pick and roll. Like them together on the floor has actually been pretty good. And like it, you know, if he comes back, maybe this you know series shifts a little bit. But like it, it's, it's really not about that. It's, it's. It's about how Harden plays without Embiid, like when things aren't going well, when when he is asked to do a little bit more. Because inevitably, in like a championship run, one of your guys is going to go down. Something's going to happen. You can't always just be like, oh, yeah. Or just have a bad game. Yeah, yeah. And like you you, you can't have this, this, I don't even... I don't even know what the hell's going on in James Harden's head, but like this, this seemingly this mentality of like, I'm just going to go through the motions until maybe Joel gets back and, and, and then I'll try again. Like I... I I honestly wish that the Raptors had gotten through just so we have a more exciting uh, series against Miami. Because at least no matter who's missing uh, from the Raptors lineup, everyone's going to try. Everyone's going to yeah, you know yeah. go out there. And honestly, credit Maxi and Harris. They had they've had great games and they've done their yeah, job. Yeah. But like James Harden, like man, it, it's 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 annoying too because like the stat heads and the people you know he still he still finished with twenty points and nine assists. Those are the two of the like the most empty 20 points and nine assists I, I could ever see. Like, it's yeah, yeah. it's sad. It's sad. And then outside of that, you know, they have to start DeAndre Jordan, for God's sakes. Like, th- this team is shit. And <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah. I, I want Miami to just wrap this up and move on and get the get those annoying fucking Philly fans, uh, you know, off of Twitter and, and out of my life. 
They'll be they'll be booing Harden all game three. I can guarantee that. Oh uh, man, gonna, unless yeah. we see some kind of throwback performance from him. But uh, you know, Joel Embiid already listed as out on uh, the last injury report. Uh, that is you know subject to change. So I yeah. mean, uh, as of recording this, he is still uh, listed as out for the uh, the, the the game three in Philly. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if they they even bother. Like if he doesn't play this game, I would say that the Heat probably roll them over one more time, and then I mean I don't think this Philly team's gonna be, you know I don't think they're gonna show that sign of fight and that sign of urgency to try and come back down 3-0. I think they're probably just gonna kind of fold it up, pack up shop, go home, yeah. and uh, you know hit the links, get the fishing rods out, do what they uh, do what they like to do in the off season. Uh, you know James Harden, that's that's it's kind of his like his 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 work schedule, you know. Uh, right yeah. around uh, right around April and May, he starts to pack things up. Uh, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll keep you guys posted on that game and but man, uh, check I feel that bad one out for, this Friday. I feel bad for Embiid though, because finally he's yeah. having like a healthy season where he's he's looking like spry and you know plays plays enough to actually be in that MVP conversation with which was the issue with him in the past and even in the playoffs, you know not being on the floor enough, conditioning issues, you know, injuries, whatever it was. So I just feel bad for him because uh, this yeah. sucks. This series would have been pretty interesting if he was playing. Especially on a fluke injury like it yeah, was. Yeah, so, I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, definitely uh, it's not not ideal for anybody, both, uh, you know, if you're a fan of Philly or you're just a fan of the game. You know, we want to see everybody uh, healthy and playing to the best of their ability. So, uh, again, uh, we'll, we'll see if Embiid does end up getting out there on the court for this series, but uh, it'll be uh, it'll be tough even for when he does. Yeah. Um, the, to move on here to uh, the last series that we haven't talked about again, it, it's been a little bit more exciting than the Heat and Sixers. I'll give them that at least. Yeah. Um, but still not really anything uh, exciting as, as far as you know, building up you know uh, anticipation throughout the game. Uh, yeah. Game two, the Phoenix Suns absolutely smacked the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, it's pretty much Luca versus the world right now. Uh, you know, he follows up a, a 40 plus point performance with a 35 point performance here. Um, but it's his supporting cast, something that we've kind of talked about before, uh, that would really, you know, dictate how the series would go. Yeah, the, the Phoenix Suns aren't the Utah Jazz. Um, no. I think that I think they've kind of realized that. Um, you know, you got Jalen Brunson who is leading the playoffs in scoring, uh, yep. dropping nine points. Like yep. people were like, oh my god, he's gonna get paid, and, and I, I, people, I mean, I, I was part of this. Yeah, I am yeah. people. Um, yeah. you, you are You're people. A person. We, we are people. Um, we are people. I think. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's not, he's not performing well at all. Chris Paul is killing him. Uh, I, I mean, the Phoenix Suns, the way that they play is just destroying uh this Mavericks team. Like Jason Kidd's getting out coached out the ass. Like yeah. he's pretty much just like sitting there, like fuck, Luca, please, like help me out here, man. Uh, cause that's yeah. really all you can do. Like no, uh, only three double digit scores for, uh, for the Mavericks. And one of them was Reggie Bullock. Um, yeah. and then the other one was Dinwiddie who had a shit game. Uh, overall, he just got 11 points cause he likes to chuck them up. Uh, this is another series where I'm watching it and I'm like, is there like, can we just wrap this one up too? Um, yeah. I, I mean, obviously they're going to be going back, uh, you know, into Dallas for, uh, this Friday night matchup. Um, but it really doesn't feel like there's that there's there's not much going on here. Uh, yeah. Devin Booker is just scoring at will. Uh, Chris Paul again, another like crazy scoring like like again, insane. Like this might be like again the best Chris Paul season we've seen uh, yeah. in the last ten years. Like he's 
He's incredible on the court yeah. right now. It's it's it's, it's mind boggling how he's still doing this at thirty six, thirty seven. Matt, I I, th- I think we should go vegan. Like, is that, he a vegan? Like he, yeah, he, that's why. That's how after he got traded from uh, Houston when everyone thought he was washed, uh, he changed his diet completely, and that's part of the reason, at least he says, why he's been able to uh, you know extend his career like he has. So we got to go yeah, plant based, man. Yeah, I don't think I could pull it off, but you uh, go for either. it, man. You get, I, 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 no, you could do it. I, I believe what? in you. No uh, way. You grow, grow your hair out a little bit. Get like a oh little one of those, God. like, uh, like a greasy, dirty dread uh, down the side. I think you could pull it off, man. Yeah, uh, well, one yeah. love. <laughs> you know. Oh uh, but yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I think. I. This series again just feels like it's over unless Luca is gonna average fifty for the next three games and you know get them back into this. Uh, the Suns, it looks like they're going to be moving on, and it's going to be a, uh, you know, they're going to be sitting there chilling, licking their chops, watching and waiting to see, uh, you know, if the Warriors and the Grizzlies uh, can wrap this one up. And, need, like, with the Warriors being kind of banged up right now uh, and the Grizzlies being as young as they are, I, I don't think the Suns are even going to have a challenge uh, in this playoffs. Like, but and we said this, the fucking Pelicans. Yeah. Are gonna be their biggest challenge probably. Yeah. It's gonna be it's it's gonna like it's crazy to say the nine seed, uh, if you will. So, I mean, going forward, like, do you like what do you think that the Mavericks have to do to kind of get back into the series? Because right now it's just it just looks bad. Well, I, I like the Mavericks right now offensively are just start to finish. Luca pick and rolls. Luca bring yeah. it up. Luca do your thing. Luca, 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 and that's great. He started off the game great. He obviously had a great game one too. Like he he looks like when he's on, when he's got his energy from the start of the game, and you know he's he's hitting his step backs, uh, you know making the really really good defenders on Phoenix look silly. Like he he looks great, and and he's that's why he's one of my favorite players, one of the best young players in the league, but. By the fourth quarter, he's tired. He can't even do that anymore. Like, he's yeah. not effective anymore. Like, save that because that's what you see Phoenix does. Chris Paul was pretty quiet through three quarters. Uh, didn't do much. Um, and then just turns it on uh, in that fourth. Goes relentlessly on, you know, attacks Luka on switches again and again and again. Yeah. Um, who's already tired from all the things he has to do and isn't the best defender himself. Um, and Chris Paul, since he, you know, let kind of Devin Booker do most of the heavy lifting for the, you know, through the first part of the game, uh, just closes the game out. And that's why it's, you know, a 20-point win after it was actually pretty close through three quarters. Like, they just have they have a better game plan of sort of conserving energy for the right guys at the end of yep. games. And if I'm the Mavericks, you want you want Luka to be able to duel with Chris Paul at the end of those games. Like, Luka, you, you want him to be able to go right back at, at Chris Paul, pick on him, you know, find him and, you know, post him up and you know, uh, either score, Lucas scores himself or, you know, finds an open shooter. But there was just no energy. The, the Mavs had no legs uh, yeah, in that yeah. fourth quarter at all. So I think what they have to do is just get back to doing kind of like what they were doing when Luca was out, like getting the ball in Dinwiddie and, and Brunson ha- Brunson's hands a little bit more, getting them to, you know, create and, and, and find their shooters and move the ball around quickly. Like they play so slowly with Luca, And like Luca still is... Uh, you know, the head of offense that's always going to be pretty efficient. He's always going to, you know, get the right shots for himself and others. But there's just, you need more variance, even just to give him a little break uh, to, yeah, to at the yeah. beginning of these games. Like, just let him hang out mm-hmm. off ball, be kind of like, you know, he can, he can move around. He can even stand around a little bit, be a bit of a decoy, see if he can, you know, 
um, even himself be a bit of a spot up shooter. Like he's an okay three point shooter. Like there, there's no reason why he can't you know hit an open three. Um, if it's you know Dinwiddie or, or Brunson that that are the ones kind of creating with the ball. Um, but they just need to vary their offense a little bit. It's just super one dimensional. Yeah. Um, and it works. It works. You can beat other teams. I mean, we 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 saw them all through the regular season, especially in the back half, beat teams again and again. But it, it's the playoffs. This is the Suns. They 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 don't. Uh, you know, they know how to, you know, take those hits from Luca and just keep going, you know, keep pounding away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, they're, and they're not fucking around any games here. They're no. they're going hard the whole way. They're, 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 they're not even worried about the second round, man. They're looking at the finals and they're, yeah. they're ready to kind of get that one back. Yes, no, absolutely. And you, yeah, you're, you're not gonna, you know, pull the wool over their, over their eyes or like sort of, uh, be able to win with that simplistic of an offensive game plan. You, you, you're Hell just no. not. Hell they're no. they're, they're going to win. So I, I think the Mavericks do have some things that they can do, but um, and even the adjustment is a little bit simple. Just save Luca's energy. Don't don't yeah. have him do all the heavy lifting because not only then are is he tired uh, on offense to to keep running it at the the most effective way that he can in the fourth. But that's why uh, you know. Chris Paul, uh, one of the smartest players that's ever played, sees Luca doing this. You know all the usage, usage, all the freaking, uh, you know, times that he's had to do everything for for the team, like bringing the ball up, uh, running a million pick and rolls. Um, he's tired defensively too, and that's why Chris Paul was able to go at him again and again and again oh, in yeah. the fourth yeah. quarter and and uh, score on him pretty much every time. So, it's it's just yeah, they, they they've got a. Find a way to make sure Luca is spry going into the fourth, and then yeah. if it's close in the fourth with Luca, you know, having a little bit more of that energy, then I, I give Luca and the Mavs credit to be able to win one maybe two games um, at home. But the the other issue you have is if you don't put the ball in Luca's hands earlier on, do the Suns just jump out to a huge lead because they're they're just so much better, uh, you know, uh, offensively and defensively than a team run by Dinwiddie and, and, and Brunson most of the time. Like, I, I don't know the answer to that, but Jason's kids got to at least try something different and see, because if he keeps rolling out the same game plan of, you know, Luca's going to bring us home and our shooters are going to hit enough shots. Uh, Phoenix is, is just going to keep winning. I think. Yeah. Move that rock Mavericks. Cause right now uh, it's looking stagnant. It's looking bad again, two point lead going into halftime of this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they just crumbled. Cause you yeah. know, as you said, I mean, it felt like Luca played like 40, 42, 43 minutes. Only thirty six, I believe, uh, yeah, on, on yeah. the night. Uh, so we've seen guys play more, but I mean, Luca's again. We we said it once. We'll say it again. Uh, you know, he's he's not exactly the the star athlete on the court. Yeah, uh, definitely yeah. more relies on that skill. And yeah, when you have got uh, a ton of athletes that have skill on the other side of the ball, this is uh, this is gonna be tough. But uh, yeah, we're gonna need to see you know Jalen Brunson, Dinwiddie, somebody for God's sake, step up. Uh, that, yep. that's not named Reggie Bullock, uh, yep. or, or else this is uh, this is kind of a done deal already. But uh, we'll see how this one goes, and uh, we'll see if uh, on Monday we're talking about two three zero series. Um, yep. and, and to wrap up the podcast, it wouldn't be a big dog ball talk without some Ben Simmons talk. Uh, ben we Simmons, we were done. Ben Ten. Yeah, we thought we were done. Turns out we're not. Um, so we we've kind of broken down. Everybody, I'm sure, has been following along with this Ben Simmons saga. Um, but. Now the mental block. So again, quote: They had a mental block. Then they Simmons operated did. on him, Matt. They they operated they op- on his brain. They took it out. They pretty much did. I mean, what? How <laughs> could you? Why are you doing back surgery to a guy who is apparently good to play in a playoff game? Like I don't know how. The, like what the fuck is going on with the medical team 
for the Nets? Like, do they even know what the fuck's going on? Are they just saying, screw it, Ben, if you want to have back surgery, which, you know, talk to Dwight Howard about back surgery, and you'll <laughs> find out that it can pretty much derail your whole career. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I seriously, I said it before, I they said he's going to be out three to four months. That's going to put them at around September. I don't think Ben Simmons probably plays the beginning of the season. I think he's going to miss, like, the first month again. I think he's going to be out for a long time. And then who knows when he wants to come back. It's going to be, oh, well, now I don't feel like playing, or I'm just not in the thing. It's like, you've been out over a year now, man. Like, I'm my sympathy is at an all-time low. He's taking selfies, thumbs up, playing Warzone after. Like, it's <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. Uh. Uh, it's it like the nets have crashed and burned so hard and this i i mean the sixers really even though they got Harden, i you know he and we were kind of giving him the shit i think that they are probably better off just moving on from that you at least have james to do something with uh pro- produce on the court uh yeah. and not have like this insanity going on because i i yeah i honestly like i'm i'm i'm, at the, I'm, at, I'm kind of in the camp where i i might i think that ben simmons might straight up retire or just never play again how fucking crazy would that be? Oh my god! Like, wow, We're, the the Kardashian curse really, really, uh, oh, hit, really hit him, hit him hard. hard. Probably the worst out of anybody. He's still the the after effects still going on. And, Couldn't uh, take down Chris Humphreys, man. Like I shattered a backboard. <laughs> Chris, uh, you know Chris Humphreys was on the Raptors. I I, I love that yep. fact. I completely I forget about it sometimes. And uh, wow, what a what a time to be a Raptors fan. But um, yeah. Hang that up. Hang it in the hang the banner, man. <laughs> he should be the first. Yeah, that's got to be the first retired jersey. <laughs> Him um, and Peja. Man, fucking, yeah. Ben, I don't, like, what What the hell are we supposed to say? I, I don't understand it. I, I half I half think this is all, like, made up. Like, there, there, was, yeah. there was no surgery. This is There was no injury. There, there was no, like, so the mental block was triggering the back, but is it an existing, is it an actual back injury? I mean, clearly if they operated on it, but I'm like, does that mean you wouldn't have had to get surgery if you you didn't have the mental block? Like, I don't even know what, what part of his back. Is it a vertebrae or something? Like, is it something? I'm sure it's written somewhere, but like, I, I don't fucking know what, what the hell it is. Like, that, that hasn't been really made clear to, to anyone. And like, well, it's not like he's the one talking. Like, his camp is doing a horrible job of getting information. We're just kind of getting random reports from the team. and They don't want to fucking talk about it because they probably don't even know what's going on either. I know, I know. So it's it's pretty fucking stupid. Uh, and you know, Kevin Durant's getting booed at freaking Greece League games and shit. Yeah, that and was there's funny, yeah. there's articles about um, uh, you know where 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 will Kyrie Irving like land in the off season? Like there's already speculation that you know he might be sort of somehow on the move. Um, and I don't know this this whole Nets situation starting to look like a a bad idea. Like start to finish. Yeah, yeah. It's been kind of. It's been fucked up. Like, like they're, they, they've had no deep playoff success. They, they you know, bring James Harden in for a hot minute. He's already gone. And now their third guy that's supposed to help them. Um, you know, God knows when we'll see him. And they're coming off a freaking... They, they just got swept in the first round. Like, the Brooklyn yeah. Nets just got yeah. swept in the first round. Like, I know that's, uh, you know, where we're all... We've all come to terms with it. But, like, this... Like the the most skilled duo uh, ever. Like a lot of people were saying, um, quote like, unquote. Yeah, they they've not they they this. I just don't see how they're going to markedly get better next year. Like Kevin Durant is yeah. getting older. Like he he's soon yeah. going to be one of these stars that we talk about of like the stars of old. Like there there's a whole new generation of, of basketball players. Like Giannis, pretty pretty. Uh, I think in most people's minds um, is. Uh, 
what people would call the best player in the league over Kevin Durant at this point. Oh, yeah, like yeah. there's even Jason Tatum outdueled him for God's sake. Like, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm still coming to terms with it too, but like this 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 whole situation, and I know I kind of got off topic with Ben Simmons, but like this this whole net situation uh and you know the 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 way that sort of sort of Ben Simmons all fits into it is just playing out in in the weirdest yeah. most horrible way for them it, it's insane and i i like with with uh, we we talked about Zion in last pod i want Zion to play at this point i don't even know if i want to see Ben Simmons on a basketball court no. cuz i don't know what the hell's going to go on like I, I i don't care if he plays at this point i i, I don't know where it's going to be but like I don't have that same anticipation as I did halfway through this season where I thought, you know, eventually he'd play for somebody because yeah. what the fuck injury concerns were we talking about at the beginning of the season? How did he hurt his back when he dunked that ball uh, and <laughs> yeah. got six inches off the ground? Record this. Oh, my back. Make sure you get this. Maybe that's why he said make sure you get this. Maybe he yeah. you know, came down yeah. and went, oh, fuck. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm so sick of you, Ben Simmons. I, uh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows when we'll see him? Who knows? I, a, and I, like I, I said, I, I don't even care when we do. He might be the most controversial player ever. Maybe. Right? When it's all said and done. If this Maybe. keeps up, like, I mean, you think about it, even coming into the, the whole not shooting threes thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, there's I, like, been weird shit from the beginning. I don't think uh, winning rookie of the year in his second year or whatever the hell. I, yeah. I think that we're literally kind of at the point here. It's like, okay, uh, I guess like every year he's going to have something crazy going on. So, We'll, we'll see how this ends up going. Uh, but again, hopefully, now we're done with Ben Simmons. And yeah. uh, we're also done recording the podcast. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to Big Dog Ball Talk with Matt Acorn and Jordan Flegel. No YouTube on this one. Again, apologies. Damn. We're, we're, we're working through some technical bullshit right now. Uh, blame Zoom. We're not paying, so you can have fucking... 40 minute uh like calls that's a little ridiculous yeah uh, but you, again uh we're, we're gonna work on finding an alternative here so you guys can uh can check us out there uh and if not i mean uh big dog ball talk season two uh we know for a fact we'll have uh, some nice crisp visuals for you guys so uh you know stay tuned that's for right. that um but follow us at big dog ball talk that's something you can do right now something that you don't need uh really anything but a stable internet connection to, to do so yep. at big dog ball talk instagram tiktok twitter whatever you want uh me and jordan are on there pretty active so uh go and check that out get a little bit of bonus takes and uh you know some bonus input there um but regardless it's going to be a great uh, great weekend jordan here in the nba yep. and we got uh, basketball we got basketball we're, we're going to have uh, all the recaps on Monday, uh, every Monday and Friday, Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, this has been Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel, and as my good friend Jordan always says. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of lamb-related uh, sayings right now because that's what's on the brain. But, uh, but yeah, one love. But uh, yeah, little bottle-fed lambs are cute, but don't let them in your bed because uh, they'll piss. Oh, bruh, why would you have done that? Yeah, it's a, it's it's a barn animal. Yeah, <laughs> I know, really I know. dumb. No, no, I, I could have told you that. Well, we should have called me. Hey, Matt, you think I should put the lamb in the bed? And I was said, we no, had to, Jordan. We had to bring no him more in lamb and feed jumping him. in the bed. We had to bring him in and feed him because he's an orphan. So we had to take we had to take care of him for the day till he can go with the the other orphans, uh, you know, back where they are. But I was like, oh, he's so cute. He's 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 buying. He 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 needs some 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 warmth, some company up in the bed. Immediately, floodgates open, and it's not nice. a solid like stream like human pee. It's like a fucking like hose with the. You know the soaker, uh, freaking oh, setting on sick. it just pours out. Yeah, it was disgusting. Nice. So uh, that's awesome. Just, so, just beware, beware. Don't, don't let that uh, cute lamb into your bed, no matter how tempting it may seem. Don't do it. <laughs>